Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. It's summertime, and most people aren't thinking too much about our public schools and the students that attend them right now. Nonetheless, these days there are a passel of companies and a raft of school administrators getting ready to significantly increase the 24-hour surveillance of their students in the hopes of somehow preventing another Columbine or Parkland occurring in the future. As we've mentioned on past programs, there seems to be virtually no possibility that legislators at either the state or federal level will do anything to restrict access to weapons in any significant way. Despite that fact, school administrators are under tremendous pressure to somehow make sure that the next massacre of school children will not happen at their schools. So, they're turning to what they see, rightly or wrongly, as the only tools they can use, monitoring students 24 hours a day as completely as they can, hoping that somehow they can identify the next school shooter before that person has a chance to shoot anyone. There are big bucks to be made putting that kind of surveillance in place, and there are plenty of private companies ready to provide the necessary technology. That technology can monitor all the software students use in school, or the software they use to do their homework, or for extracurricular activities, or anything else a student might do using computers or networks supplied by a school. There are some who find this very invasive of student privacy, but apparently not school administrators or the companies that schools pay millions of dollars in aggregate to to perform that kind of surveillance. But the surveillance doesn't stop there. Most students and parents get some warning that students using school computer equipment or networks may have their behavior online or on the computers monitored. Most students are aware that there are video cameras in the hallways, and in some cases in the restrooms, of their schools. In fact, over 80% of schools in the U.S. use video cameras on school property. What may not be so obvious, nor have any warning, however, is that an increasing number of school systems are monitoring what students do off school property, outside of school hours, using their own or their family's private computers or smartphones. Private companies such as Gaggle or Social Sentinel or Firestorm, and quite a few others, scan social media posts of students, and often of adults who happen to live within a school district's geographic area, with an eye toward alerting school officials and local law enforcement if the monitors believe that they've come across anything that could be a possible threat. Identifying actual possible threats, much like trying to protect students from unacceptable content through web filtering, can prove to be quite problematic. Consider, for example, these alerts reported to the Brazosport Independent School District in Texas, as well as to local law enforcement, by Social Sentinel, as reported in Education Week in May of 2019. Quote, Tweets about the movie Shooter. The shooting clinic put on by the Stephen F. Austin State University women's basketball team. And someone apparently pleased to find out that their credit score was shooting up. A common Facebook quiz posted by the manager of a local vape shop. 
a tweet from the executive director of a libertarian think tank who wrote that a Democratic U.S. senator, quote, endorses murder because of her support for abortion rights, end quote. And then there was a tweet from a 31-year-old comic book artist who lived in the school system's geographic area, but otherwise had nothing to do with the school, who wrote about her cat that, quote, I would die for you, end quote. Yep, while any human would understand the context of that tweet, the algorithms that are used to monitor social media posts didn't. That, in fact, was just one of 140 alerts that the school system received in the first eight months that it used Social Sentinel services. And no, none of those alerts had anything remotely to do with a person planning to shoot a gun around a school. Nonetheless, increased electronic surveillance of students by schools are growing around the country, and the companies that are providing that surveillance are growing as well. Apparently, those companies, and the schools they're serving, are not too concerned about the personal privacy of students, either now or over the longer term. As Jeff Patterson, the CEO of Gaggle, one of those companies, put it, quote, privacy went out the window in the last five years. We're a part of that, for the good of society, for protecting kids, end quote. Not everyone is so sure, especially when we think in a larger time frame. For example, Rachel Levinson Waldman, a lawyer at the Brennan Center for Justice at the New York University Law School, looks at this movement toward 24-hour surveillance of students and asks, quote, are we training children from a young age to accept constant surveillance? End quote. That is a very good question and leads quite quickly to the question of what kind of world we want our children to inherit or, for that matter, what kind of world we all want to live in now. Public schools, after all, are meant to prepare our children to become competent and productive citizens. Do we want to inculcate the idea that living in a world of constant surveillance, with all of the limitations on human creativity and autonomy that that sort of world entails, is what our schools should be preparing our children for? We wonder if that kind of question has come up at the meetings of school boards that are using this technology. So far, we've heard no reports of that question being discussed. But it should be, and we'll do our best to report the conclusions of any such conversations if they do arise, which we hope that they will, right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage.